This is a place where together we can navigate through life's ups and downs with all of the vulnerability, compassion, and openness that we can muster, celebrating our bravery in all of it. Along with the help of guests from all walks of life, we'll discover new truths while doing some unlearning, and we'll gain valuable tools for becoming who we already are, while also uncovering our divine gifts. I'm Jade Bryce, and I'm so thankful that you're here. All right. So... On my Instagram, at least, there is so much, um, so many posts and so much beauty around a woman reclaiming her sexual energy. And I'm very excited that there is now this wave of men learning to master their sexual energy as well. I know that this is like, this is all ancient. Like we've, we've all been doing this for a long time and then we've forgotten and now we're remembering. And I feel really excited that I'm seeing a lot of posts around men doing it as well now too. And our guest today is dedicated to those listening to that call. She's dedicated to those who want to take responsibility for their own sexual energy, who want to learn how to harness their turn on so they can use it with deeply grounded awareness. We both, her and I, attended the Tantric Institute of Integrated Sexuality to become certified love, sex, and relationship coaches. And I met her in Costa Rica exactly one year ago today at the retreat for that program. That retreat was seven of some of the best days of my life. <laughs> I had like 70 to 80 orgasms in that seven days. But oh my God, the connection that I experienced with women and the healing I experienced um, being there. I mean, it was unforgettable. And, you know, she had a very unforgettable um, presence as well that. I mean, there were a couple of people in the room that were really memorable to me that like I always think back on when I think about that retreat. And she's one of them, the way she carried herself, um, the way that she spoke. And when she reached out to come on the show, it was like an immediate like I didn't even look at I didn't even like look at like a pitch or like her Instagram or like to see, well, what could we talk about? Like when she reached out, it was an immediate yes, because I knew exactly who she was when I saw the name and I was like, oh my God, whatever we're going to talk about, it's going to be awesome. So I'm so excited to have her on today. She uses her understanding of ancient practices, modern psychological integration techniques and relational patterns, along with her passion for self-intimacy to empower others to master their own energy and magnetize and create the types of relationships that they want. Her studies and practices of meditation, psychological integration, tantra, and plant medicines merge and intertwine in a symbiotic dance that shapes her understanding of the world, our bodies, and the power of our sexual energies and ability to love deeply. She teaches how to use our sexual energy with integrity. Please help me welcome Fabienne Anique to Untamed and Unashamed. Hi. Hi. I was um, telling the listeners right before you got on that when you reached out about coming on the podcast, like I got so excited right away because even though um, I don't, I didn't know your work extensively yet, I 
was around you one year ago today at the uh, Tantric Retreat in Costa Rica. And you stood out so much to me because the way that you carried yourself, like you really, uh, you just exuded this, like a woman in her power. And so I remember being so drawn to you and being like, I wonder what, I wonder what her niche is. I wonder what her major was. And then I don't know if this is correct, but someone, um, we were talking about it at lunch and someone was like, oh yeah, it's men's sexuality. And they were like, um, this is the part that I'm not sure is completely accurate, but they said that at the end of your men's sexuality program, you explore, um, I guess, anal work with men and that in the beginning of your course, men are like, I don't know about that. But by the end, the level of safety that you have built up for them, uh, for them to explore themselves in that way they're like completely on board. And I was really in awe of that. Totally. Yeah. I think that that's something that there tends to be so much taboo around. And so within the, within the course, there's like, there's building safety, there's building safety within the, the actual course container. And then also within, within themselves and really exploring, okay, I can, exp- I can push and explore myself and get to know myself more, a little bit more deeply. And, and also that like deconstruction of conditionings of this is taboo. This is something I shouldn't do. This means ABC about me. And so I love that. Like we're, this is, this is our bodies and we can deconstruct all of that in order to actually experience what we have going on here. Yeah. And I know, uh, in the course that we both took, Layla talks about how, um, like the asshole is pretty much the greatest path to surrender. Um, I know, uh, is it, uh, uh, he wrote, um, recapture the rapture. Jamie wheel talks about how it's like the quickest way to God. So, (laughs) so I love that that's in your course and that men are opening up to that. That's really beautiful. Yeah. I'd love to hear about, um, just your journey and how, like, I want to get into all of the men's sexuality and all of that, but what your journey was like becoming a woman who teaches that and Mm -hmm. helps men to heal this part of their lives. Yeah. It's been a beautiful journey. I, um, I have four brothers. (laughs) And so I, and a lot of my closest friends as a child were, were men actually, or were boys. I actually Mm -hmm. felt, um, in many ways more comfortable with boys growing up and Um, and so talking to guys always felt very comfortable for me. Um, and in many ways I always felt like I could kind of like meet guys where they're at. And I, uh, was a total tomboy when I was a kid and, um, felt more comfortable in many ways with, with boys. And then when I started getting into sexuality work, I was working with women at first and I had done so much of my own healing and was in the continual process of that. And I loved working with women. And then these little messages kept coming in of like, we need this for men too. And it's happening, but it's, it's, there's a different level of, I would say just like a different layer of work that gets touched on when it's women working with men. And, Mm. um, so I was like, all right, I'm going to try it out. And, and it felt like immediately such a, uh, such a calling, such a, beautiful way for me to interact with men. And, um, I'd always had such a, a desire to support men in, in revealing the discomfort, the, the uncomfortable parts, revealing the parts that might have felt, um, like insecure pieces. I'd always had so much draw to like, how can I hold you there? How can I hold you in a place where you don't have a lot of support? And, um, it just felt like this beautiful, natural way to, to, do that and to do that in a professional, um, setting. And then when I, when I started working with men, it just unfolded in this, um, this 
revealing of myself also of how can I, as a woman, yes, meet men where they're at and sort of like bro out with them and, and be within that, that version of myself that can really meet men in that way. But then also as a woman, how can I inspire and how can I show them what it is to be met in that space by that space? I mean, space of vulnerability, right? I don't have any, any sexual contact with my clients, but how can I meet you in a way where now you're getting to know what it's like to be received by a woman in that Mm. vulnerability, in that sharing. And so it's been this beautiful balance of how can I meet you where you're at and bro out with you? And then how can I also uh, meet you where you're at as a woman and, and show you by my expression as a woman? Yeah. Yeah. I find that with my male clients, what seems to be the most healing for them is to feel heard and seen by the feminine in ways that they didn't allow themselves to before. And I think that before, um, my journey is similar to yours, but that's before that part of the journey where it became, um, like a soul purpose or Dharma for me, like growing up, I was always more drawn to boys and, um, was a tomboy myself, but it felt like I was more kind of like afraid of men. And it was like my way of trying to figure them out. Cause if I could figure them out, then they wouldn't be dangerous. And it's really beautiful to now, um, be in that place of it's just all coming from a place of wanting to support them. So it yeah. feels really, really beautiful. And there are two parts there that I was curious about. One is, um, I'm curious, like you, not only in your role now, but just in your role prior to knowing this was your soul's calling and just feeling so drawn to men more than women at times, like that can be really triggering for other women. Um, It can cause a lot of trust issues with other women. They can question your, question your motives or like feel, I mean, their own woundings come up and get projected on you say like, um, say a man has a porn addiction or a sex addiction, then his partner is automatically going to not feel safe with you. So I'm curious, like how you've navigated that. And then, um, yeah. And then we can get into, I love your perspective on why as a woman, it's still so powerful to teach men. And yeah, I think a lot of people are like, they need a man to teach, you know, so. Totally. Yeah. That's such a great question. This is something that has been, a lot of it has been internal work for me of Mm -hmm. how do I get crystal fucking clear on my boundaries, on my, um, the energy that I bring to my work with clients and some female sex coaches who work with men, sometimes they do hands-on body work. Sometimes they do lean into those edges a little bit more. And I just have had to find my own version of boundaries and what that looks like. And Mm -hmm. so being really, really clear internally around what are my boundaries, I, I set those clear boundaries with men at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also, when I work with a lot of men who are in partnership and I also let them know if your partner wants to chat with me, please Mm -hmm. let them, you know, have, have them email me, have them send me a message and I'm happy to chat with them about clearing anything that might feel scary for them, but also Mm -hmm. to support them in, Hey, here's how you can actually continue to support your man. And there's a lot that as partners, we can't necessarily support our partners with, right? There are certain things where it's not going to land when we're sharing it with our partners. And so I love this, this capacity to actually team up and say like, Hey, how can we best support this person who you love so much? And, um, and yeah, to, to be clear with everyone involved around like, here's what I'm here for. And my vision is, is you two having the best possible connection and, um, and I'll do whatever, whatever I can on this end to, to help that happen, to support that and happen. Yeah. 
Because ultimately, that's probably why they're seeing you anyways. Totally. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Beautiful. And I know you have a beautiful um, perspective on your, you posted about, um, because I've gotten that too from people uh, that men need to learn from other men. And there, you know, there's so many little nuances to that, but I loved your perspective about how it's actually really powerful to learn from women and why, uh, why you as a woman have so much to offer. You had like a couple of reasons and I thought they were all really wonderful. So I thought we could start with that as well, just because it, it leads into why we're sharing all that we get to share today. Yeah. And I really think it is important for men to work with men. And I think it's important for there there are, like I said, there are different layers that get touched. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I see is that a lot of men have an easier time opening up in vulnerability to women, Mm -hmm. potentially because their mother was more accessible or because their sisters were more accessible or because they've only ever opened up to their partners. And so I find that there is a different, um, different things are touched on when you work with a woman, when men work with women, it's going to depend a lot on the man. Of course. Um, one of my dearest friends is, um, also works with men is a men's sexuality and men's coach and, uh, is a man. And Mm. we are always chatting about like, what is it that you can do with men that I can't do? And what is it that I can do with men that you can't do or, or that that doesn't happen as naturally. And so I think just different things are touched on different layers of vulnerability, different Mm -hmm. versions of accountability. When I, if I did some of the same things that a men's men's coach, a man, men's coach would do Mm -hmm. to hold accountability, I might be perceived as being the mother or Mm -hmm. the, uh, the nagging partner, right? There's, Mm -hmm. I'm going to fill a different archetype, Mm -hmm. but if I inspire in a different way, then I'm filling the role. I'm filling the archetype of this woman who's inspiring him to step into something. And so, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we fill different archetypes and we fill different roles for different men. Mm -hmm. And so see that as, uh, just something that we can work with. We, we, when we work with a practitioner, what they represent to us shapes our growth so much and shapes our, the ways that we step into the practices and the ways that we step into showing up. And then the other, the other core aspect to this is I, don't know what it's like to have a cock. I don't know what it's like to be a man. I don't know what it's like to do a lot of these practices. A lot of them I can do with imagining that I have a cock with energetic practices, but a lot of them I don't know. And I I don't know what it's like to be in that position, but I do know what it's like to receive. I do know what it's like to be, to be, to receive cock, to be Mm -hmm. made love to, to be (laughs) fucked, to, um, to be a woman walking through the world and have interactions with men. So I'm on sort of the other side of it and I can give the perspective of somebody who, who interacts with men and who receives men. And it's a totally different perspective. And sometimes it's like looking in the mirror where it's like, Oh, another man might not have reflected that in that same way. So there are all these little ways where it's just a different, a different perspective, a different way of, of approaching men. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And there's a way that, um, you as a woman can relay the pain of when a man isn't present because you've experienced it as a woman. That's so different. And I know, um, that leads into the next question because I know presence is one of the top things, but in your sexual self self mastery course, 
you explore with men what it is to be present, uh, the expression of ravishment, how to find balance and sexual leadership. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's so much more, but I'd love to just touch on um, those four. And I know, I know I saw on your Instagram and it's, it's my top turn on as well, that presence is every woman's top turn on and you can, <laughs> you can feel it when it's not there. Yeah. Yeah. This is something whenever I ask women, what is your, what is your biggest turn on? What is it that you most desire and crave from your lover? Presence is like the number one thing that I hear over and over and over again. And then when I convey that to men, some men are like, right, got it. Yes. And then for a lot of us, we're like, what, what does that mean exactly? Like, what does it mean to be present? And how do I do that? Cause so many humans experience being up in our heads mm -hmm. during lovemaking or just in general. And, uh, that's not something we can just tell ourselves not to do and then not do it. And so for me, ways to, you know, be, being present means feeling your body, feeling your sensations mm -hmm. and being aware of what's happening in here. So if you're having thoughts, it's being aware of those thoughts and being mm -hmm. real with them. And, doing whatever we can to be here in the present moment, not in the past, not in the future, not in fantasy, but to bring it back to physical sensations, bring it back to the present moment. And if those thoughts come, being present to the fact that they're here, mm. being present to the fact that uh, if some insecurity comes up, being real with the fact that that's there. And so bringing presence can, can, it's basically just being here with whatever's here. If there's frustration, if there is, um, like I said, insecurity, if there is a lack of sensation, being willing to be real with what exactly is here in this, in this moment and, and then practicing bringing that presence into sensation and into the present moment. And what can I do to support that? Whether it's, meditation in the mornings or doing some breath work, uh, bringing the presence into I'm here in this present moment. I'm being present to what's here, um, being present to myself and my partner. Mm -hmm. I say presence with your body and your emotions and your sensations is embodiment. And then presence with another person's body, emotions, energy is attunement. And they're both different different embodiment and attunement that both come from being present, from being able and willing to return to the practice of feeling what's here, showing up fully, showing up completely to this moment, even if I'm contracted, even if I'm lost mm -hmm. without the running away from whatever's here, just coming back to it every single time. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. And I know that begins in our own practice and then we can take it into practice with a partner. Um, it, did you want to touch on the others before, um, before I move on? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> and with, with what you just said around this, this is, it starts in our own practice. Mm -hmm. One practice that I love to give for developing that presence and then also developing that, like you said, that expression of like ravishment and, mm. and leadership is to literally just practice your thrust, practice mm. your thrusting. And with a thrust for, to bring presence into your thrust, 
when you tune into your own expression, and that can be like your expression of yourself as a human, but that can also be an expression that you're choosing. It can be my expression of love, my expression of power, my expression of ravishment, of uh, domination, my expression of tenderness. If you tune into an expression, one quality, and then you thrust with that quality, it's one of the most empowering practices to embody what it is that you want to come to lovemaking with, with full Mm -hmm. presence. Because it's like, if I tune into, I'm going to, I'm going to like fuck with all of my heart and I let my entire heart just like fill my body. And then I let the thrust be the expression of that, of that love. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> shoulder wiggle. It's like, yeah, I get all excited over here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's it's like that's it's such a beautiful way to come into presence because it's like mm-hmm. tuning into the quality and letting it be expressed through your body, letting it be expressed through your cock. Yeah, and so it's such a beautiful way to come into presence with your whole body, with your intention, with your lover, right? Mm -hmm. Noticing how am I thrusting this outwards, whether that's by myself and I'm like on my bed practicing or in the shower practicing or with when I'm with my lover and how is this being received? How is the energy of this love being received? How is the energy of this ravishment being received and letting it be a whole bodied experience? And, and with that ravishment, it, it can be hard to fully ravish if you're not fully present. Mm -hmm. And with ravishment, it's this like letting the embodied expression of your desire come out on the person. It can be gentle ravishment. It can be wild ravishment, but it's this taking full pleasure in the person who's in front of you without, and it's like giving the gift of taking pleasure, right? It's giving mm-hmm. the gift of I'm enjoying you so much and I'm fully present to the way that you feel. And I'm receptive to your feedback as well, right? Physical, subtle, energetic, verbal feedback. But there's this energy of like, I just, I, I love it so much that I want to take it in. I want to drink it in. And uh, the more we can drop out of our heads and into our bodies, the more we can tune into that like natural primal desire to take that's actually a gift, right? It's not taking beyond what someone wants to give. It's taking full delight in that person's beingness. Mm. Yeah, really beautiful. And there's something about the thrust that feels really primal, like connects you to that primal part of yourself where all of that also comes online with it, it seems. I know that um, everything that you've just described when it comes to the presence and the sexual leadership and the feeling of ravishment, um, the partner that I have now is the first person, the first uh, person that I've experienced all of this with. And I remember leaving um, the first time that we, that we made love. I remember leaving and texting my women's group. And I was like, I feel like I just had sex for the first time in my life. Like that's how much of a difference those aspects make. It was like, (sighs) not to like shit on everyone before, but like it just, there was something about having all of those aspects where it was like, Oh, this is making love. Like it's a completely different experience when all of these things are there. So yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah. And something beautiful about that as well is I think there's so much pressure on men to perform and 
it's almost like taking out all of, it's like, you don't have to thrust in any specific way. You don't need to do anything in any specific way. Literally the thing that we most want is for you to be here and you. And it's, it's like, if, if we actually dissolve all of the, like, I, I need to do it this way. I need to perform. I need to, and it, it just comes back to the simplicity of, can you be here? It takes so much of that pressure out. It's like, mm-hmm. We can, if we're just here together, it's literally going to be the best sex of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you, you share the eight key, uh, the eight keys for sexual mastery for men using the acronym breathes, I believe mm-hmm. is it plural. Yeah. Um, I'd love to kind of close off this part with that because it feels like that's a really digestible way for people to, to, um, put this into practice. Yeah, absolutely. It's so helpful to have some tools because sometimes developing within the realm of sexuality or exploring within the realm of sexuality can feel so broad where it's like, I don't even know what direction to take it and how am I supposed to remember what to do when I'm like in the throes of passionate lovemaking. And so breaking it down into a few pieces, I find really, really supportive. So I'll sort of give a quick rundown and then um, I have a free training on my website that gives a much more in-depth description of all of these, but it's really helpful just to have like the, the, the basics of it. So B is breath. If you utilize your breath, this is like the biggest tool to help us within sexuality, to help us come back into presence, to help us, um, also to help men last longer for so many reasons. Breath is like the number one tool. If you took nothing else and you just incorporated deep belly breaths into your lovemaking, everything will change. Mm -hmm. So breath, relaxation, relaxing the body. When we tense the body, it makes it so hard to be in that soft, natural presence, right? The presence that we're looking for is the presence of a martial artist, of an athlete, of a musician. And so when we have that relaxation in the body, that allows us to be in that soft presence. And it also allows men to last much longer when the body isn't all clenched up. Mm -hmm. E is edging, having an edging practice um, where you bring yourself close to ejaculation and then back away. Um, One of the most powerful training tools. And then A is awareness, developing the awareness of where you're at, coming into, again, presence with your sensations, knowing where you're at on a scale of one to 10. If you're like one is not turned on at all and nine is about to ejaculate knowing where you're at and and developing more presence, more awareness, more control. Mm-hmm. T is training when we want to re uh, when we want to re establish and recondition our relationship to sexuality and how we have sex. Training is important. We're we're retraining the nervous system, we're retraining the physical responses and so training 2 to 3 times a week is so important for actually um, creating deep shifts within our within our bodies. <clears throat> H is holds and pulses, practicing pelvic floor exercises um, to develop awareness, to develop uh, more of that control and more of that ability to really connect to your body. E is expression, <clears throat> uh, sounding movement, letting the expression of sex move through your body. A lot of men have never uh, sounded or have a very like repressed sounding. They they're I find that a lot of men feel uncomfortable sounding. And even if it's very soft and subtle, and like, even if it's just breathy, um, allowing more of that sounding tends to free up a lot of space within the, within the energetic body for non-ejaculatory orgasms, for um, sort of letting that body, letting that pleasure spread through the body. 
And then S is sublimation and circulation. And so this is moving energy through the body so that it's not localized just in the head of the cock. And so that you're actually able to spread that, spread that arousal through the whole body to last longer, to experience full bodied orgasms, et cetera, et cetera. So these are all aspects that I find to be really, really powerful and all are integral to developing sexual mastery, to being yes, more present. And then also uh, being able to last longer, being able to have control over your body and really be in, uh, be in a much deeper communication with your body as a sexual being. Yeah, that's incredible. I know you, you brought up edging as, as E. So I'm curious if you can share how men can start that process of experiencing full-bodied non-ejaculatory orgasms. Maybe um, for some may not know what edging is or, or feel, feel a little bit intimidated by at least trying to do that with a partner. I know that you've discussed, um, and it like really hit me when I saw you discussing that women actually like when men ejaculate and how <laughs> so sometimes like a man edging or doing non-ejaculatory orgasms can be hard for a woman because you brought up like, sometimes we don't know when it's, when it's over or like, there's something about like receiving a man's seed that feels really special. I think like when you, when you know the power of that, when you're in tune with that. And I know for me with, with my partner, um, he practices non-ejaculatory orgasms and is really great at it, which made me feel like when I first met him and we first became intimate, it made me feel this like really deep trust. Cause it was like, wow, this man has self-control and discipline over his body. And like, it just, it created this like really powerful trust. But then at the same time, I wanted his release even more because it felt even more like special and it was like saved up. So I wanted to like take it in my womb, you know? So there was like two sides there. Um, but yeah, I would love to talk about how men can start that process. And I mean, if there, if you want to touch on anything about either how a woman can be with that or how a man can support a woman with him being in that, wh- whichever way you want to go with that. Yeah. So I guess I'll touch first on that, the woman's perspective, potential woman's perspective on it. And I think there, I've spoken to so many women who really want their partners to practice non-ejaculation, to practice semen retention to, in order to have more control, right? It's so, Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful when a man has control over his ejaculation. And when he has dedicated time and energy to mastering his his own energy and his own, um, his own body. It's yeah. so. It's like an awe like trust. Yeah, completely, completely. And it, it's so, it, 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 like you said, trust is the best word for it. It's this like, Oh, you know, your body, you have, you have spent time getting to know your mm-hmm. body. You have spent time with yourself, getting really intimate with yourself to know yourself on that deep of a level. Mm-hmm. And there's something so, so beautiful. And for so many of us, we also want to receive them. We want to receive that, uh, that expression of, of desire, that expression of literal life force. There's something so beautiful about it. And, um, and a lot of women who I've spoken to, we have, we can have sometimes this uh, sometimes it's conditioning also around if he doesn't ejaculate, then I didn't do a good job. And so I think it's so important to look at 
what's coming up for me if he doesn't ejaculate? Do I feel like I need to do something else? Do I feel like I need to do something so that he feels satisfied? Mm -hmm. And, and just looking at it, we don't need to necessarily do anything about it, but really just looking at what am I making it mean about me? And how can I look at it in a different way? And how can I make sure that we are both fully satisfied without needing this, this peak moment of release? And also celebrating those moments of peak release, right? Those mo that the beauty of sharing that together. And, and if you're practicing semen retention and you're not necessarily never ejaculating, but only sometimes bringing so much presence and intention to the moments when you do, mm-hmm. is it, you know, it can't, how can you share that moment with so much appreciation because it has been building because it has been this like build up of this, this beautiful energy that's growing inside of you. And then how can you share that with your partner in the most beautiful and safe and, and respectful and honoring way from both sides? I mean, and, and yeah, sort of playing, playing with it as just another aspect of like the deliciousness of being able to receive each other. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, that, that, um, honoring of how wonderful and beautiful and delicious it is to receive that. And then also giving the space for like, Oh, and this is my, this is, this is something that's good. That's benefiting both of us as well. And having both mm-hmm. sides of that, I think is, mm-hmm. is wonderful. And then to touch on an edging practice and how, how men can, can start practicing that, how men can start practicing moving towards non-ejaculatory orgasms. Edging is one of the best ways to do that. Practicing moving towards the edge of ejaculation and then backing away before reaching the edge. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, we're, uh, you're, you're, expanding your capacity to feel those higher levels of arousal Mm -hmm. and orgasm and ejaculation are two separate bodily functions that usually before training fire together and you can separate them. And by leaning towards the edge of arousal over and over and going to 90% and then going back to 50%, going up to 90% and then back to 50%, your body starts to enter into this orgasmic state. And once you train for some men, it takes them two weeks for some men, it takes them a year, depends on their practice. And, um, but you can start to separate the orgasm and ejaculation and that automatic response. And so then mm-hmm. once this has been practiced again and again, then you can actually, um, you can actually experience these full bodied orgasms, these full bodied experiences where it's like, waves of pleasure moving through the whole system without the ejaculation. And this is something that, um, it takes some training for most men. It takes some adjustments. Often it takes some quote unquote accidents, right. Of like, Oh, I, now I know what a 9.9 feels like. (laughs) Um, and it, but it's this beautiful way to actually be able to have these orgasms that don't require any refractory period that don't result in this dip in dopamine afterwards that don't Mm -hmm. result in losing any of that life force and having, I will also say with semen retention, like having occasional ejaculations, it's not there. There can be a lot of dogma around that of like, well, you're not a man unless you it's, it's perfectly healthy and great and doesn't make you less of a lover. If you're sometimes having ejaculation, that's not Mm -hmm. uh, the intention, at least the way that, that, I teach this isn't to never have ejaculation, but it is Mm -hmm. to expand what is possible for you to be able to have those full bodied orgasms. 
Yeah. I think the beautiful part too, is like that it becomes multiple full body orgasms. Like you have multiple of them and you're able to like move that energy through your body. Like you said, um, my partner said something either last night or this morning that was really beautiful about how when a man does ejaculate though, um, how the moment after ejaculation, and maybe it's the same for orgasm for a man, but he said that the moment after ejaculation, you're like the most present you've ever felt in your body. Mm-hmm. And how I thought about how like, wow, that's why most men run to the shower or run or go to sleep or just run off, you know, like go do something because maybe for a lot of men, they're not used to just that, that presence that we first started out with. And it made me really, um, it made me think about how, like with him afterwards, he just lays there, he just lays mm-hmm. there and we just soak in the, in the beauty of like the experience. But I know, um, my typical, my typical, um, like in the past experience was for afterwards for a man to just like go straight to the shower or to get out of the bed. And so, um, yeah, I wanted to bring that up as well because it, it feels like it's a part of this and, and it's a part of like being able to be present is not just running off right away. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there's a, a practice from a lineage, an ancient Egyptian lineage of the woman and the man after lovemaking and after ejaculation lying together and like circulating the energy of the ejaculate mm. within their bodies wow. um, and and like just lying lying there in the essence of that sexual experience and instead of letting the energy all spread outwards to really be with it and to really let it continue to nourish both of your bodies and souls and minds and everything and to just be present with that and and um, from my understanding that then creates less of that dip in energy afterwards that, that yeah. can often be experienced after ejaculation of like, let's just be here in it and let it mm-hmm. actually like s- settle into the, into the system. Yeah. Still channeling it. That's beautiful. Yeah. So, um, talk, we, you know, talking about that kind of that leak as well, like I'd love to go into actual energy leaks, um, sexually for men and ways for them to maybe, regain their power in those areas of their lives? Yes. I love this question. Yeah. Energy leaks. I think coming I mean, into I've, awareness, not just men, I've, I've yeah. had them. So. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. We've got them in all different, all different areas. And I think finding, finding the energy leaks and plugging them up is one of the most empowering things we can do. Yeah. Um, I think one of the main energy leaks that I see, and I'll speak specifically for, for, a lot of men right now, a lot of men who I work with and who I witness, I think a a big energy leak is thinking that you need a lover or a woman for gratification, for pleasure, for confidence. This idea that you need a woman or women or a partner or a lover in order to experience these things. And then when, when, when we're in this state of being and we're out in the world, then our energy is like outside our body. Our attention is scattered. Our energy is scattered and we have way less of it within our bodies, right? And we're actually disempowered by thinking that we need something from somebody else. And this doesn't mean that we shouldn't want something or have desire, right? We can have like so much desire. You can desire something. You can want something from or with someone else without coming from that place of needing and also while staying totally connected to your body. Mm-hmm. And when we are in our body, when our attention is placed within our bodies, then we can interact and we can actually move towards what we desire, but with a contained energy. 
and with maintaining our, our own energy levels. And when we're centered within ourselves, when we are appreciating our own energy and owning our own energy, um, then we can stay in our power and actually attune to the other person more accurately because then we're not seeing them through the lens of, I'm not seeing that person through the lens of my own needs. Mm -hmm. I'm good. And then I can actually Mm -hmm. see them for who they are and I can interact while maintaining my energy. Yeah. And so, so cultivating that energy, whether it's through a pleasure practice, a morning practice, and then practicing being like good with our own energy, valuing our own energy and being aware of, am I spreading it everywhere? Are my eyes jumping around looking for affirmation, looking for pleasure, looking for someone to help me feel a way I want to feel and bringing it back inwards? How can I feel that way? And even, uh, I love this, this example of, um, a woman is walking down the street of a, a friend of mine gave me this example from his actual experience. He saw a woman walking down the street and he saw this woman in like this gorgeous red dress. And he immediately was so turned on and was like, okay, there's this energy and there's this energy between us. Right. And he like, she kind of like, they made eye contact and he's like, oh, there's this, there's this thing between us. There's this energy here between us. And then he was like, wait, actually, that's not necessarily true. This is my arousal. This is my turn on that I'm experiencing. And when we come back into that ownership of this is my pleasure, Mm. and then we can actually point it back into like, I'm loving my own energy right now. This feels so good. And I deeply appreciate and respect that person for sparking this within me, but this is my pleasure. And now I have choice around what I want to do with this energy that's in my body. Yeah. It brings so much more, so much more empowerment and so much more um, ability to really act in a way that feels good to us and that feels like it it uh, actually cultivates more energy and cultivates more of that capacity to be to be really, really good with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that that also links to it it allows us to practice yes and no to know what energetic alignment is just because I'm feeling this doesn't mean I need to go after everything mm-hmm. when I'm good within myself and I'm I'm happy to feel this within me then I can discern is this energetic alignment is this not is this a yes is this a no and practicing saying no is one of the most powerful ways to plug energy leaks as well. I find when, especially when that energy leak is like energy is going here and here and here, when we start to practice saying no, it like creates these boundaries around us that are really healthy and, mm-hmm. and, and helps us tune back into our discernment, which helps us then contain our energy in a, in a really beautiful and healthy way. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, I know I've said that's beautiful so many times already in this episode, but I just love everything that you say. Um, I, yeah, I think one of the most powerful parts of my own pleasure practice was realizing that I was the source of my pleasure, that like I can co-create that with someone, yeah. but like at its core, my body is what's creating the pleasure itself. It's my nervous system that's like creating everything that's happening. And so there was this yeah, there was so much empowerment in that because it took this projection off of the other person. And the main thing was I wasn't going to make someone else responsible for my pleasure. And that felt really powerful for me because I think my energy leak 
was thinking that um, I needed a man to embody a certain thing in order for me to access the the deepest of the depths, you know, and if I can reach the deepest of the depths on my own and then co-create that with a man who still embodies that quality that I'm desiring. Oh my God. You know? Yeah. I can so relate to that. I still remember the first time I gave myself a cervical orgasm and I cried for like 30, 30 to 60 minutes just in the, Oh, this is, this is me. This is my energy. And of course I can so fully deeply appreciate when a man helps me access that but the ownership of I know this is I know this is my own magic I know this is my own body my own pleasure is such an empowerment there and there's such a there's such a then capacity to meet our partners as a whole being and and Mm. to celebrate each other when we've both really come into ownership of our own energy yeah the person becomes like a gift that you're receiving instead of like this Thing that you need to take in order to reach something. Yes, yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, pivoting slightly, but not really, I just want to talk <laughs> about uh, cock worship and how healing that can be. You, you hear cock worship and you automatically think like how healing that could be for a man, but I think it's also very healing for a woman um, to gift in that way and to, um, yeah, to, to recognize and like have that reverence uh for a man and and the, his holy parts <laughs> yeah 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 i i think um so many of us men and women have complicated relationships with cocks in general sort of like the the uh the conceptual idea of cock and like co- specific cocks and then also just like the penis, the cock, there's something, mm-hmm. um, it's so sacred and so powerful and so beautiful. And also so many of us have been hurt by cocks. Yeah. So many of us have experienced emotional, physical, spiritual pain yeah. as a result of being, of being penetrated by a cock we're not ready for being yeah. mistreated by somebody with their cock. And so there's, there can be so much fear, pain, resentment behind that. And then for men, there can, the the complicated relationship can sometimes come from the same thing of being mistreated by somebody with their cock, but also so many men have the frustration or the insecurities around the idea of their cock because they've watched porn for years and they're comparing themselves or because they feel like they aren't able to perform or get as hard as they want, or they come quicker than they want. There's so much complication mm-hmm. with our relationships to Cox. Yeah. And I think like you, I've, uh, when you were saying that I heard like, I've heard so many women when they get cheated on, like someone used the expression like, oh, he was thinking with his cock. You know? I literally was about to say that. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> exactly. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's such a negative outlook on it. Right. And this is something I see where, women were like, okay, I'm just going to tune into my womb and move from there. And it's seen as this really beautiful Mm. way of moving in integrity. And then we're like, oh, he's just thinking with his cock. Yeah. And so for me, there's this, how can we shift the perspective of his cock is just as sacred. It's just as sacred. Mm. And if he's really truly listening to his cock with integrity and with clear energetics, then it's so 
beautiful and so powerful and it's it's wisdom yeah mm-hmm. it's going to point him in the right direction like literally you know it's just, <laughs> <laughs> and and shifting our whole narrative around the cock is so powerful for for helping men whether we are a man or not with helping this integrity and this alignment of like the cock is this beautiful beautiful very sacred being that can be in alignment with the heart and with the mind they can all work together Mm -hmm. and when the cock is is in relationship to the rest of you then it's actually going to be an ally and it's actually going to um, help you to be even more in your power right I, I love to um to share with men like tune into your cock heal the, the relationship to it mm-hmm. and through all different sorts of you know through aspecting through conversing with it through placing your hands on it and just approaching mm-hmm. it with reverence every single day um and then tap into this area of you and speak from there act from there let it pass through your heart or let your heart pass through your cock mm-hmm. and act from there and notice what your interactions are like notice the respect that people have for you not because you're dominating the space but because you're tuned into your energy power because you're you're tuned into that inner power that comes from an embodied connection to the most penetrative life-giving part of you yeah. and, and we're all part of that we're all part of that uh redirection of how we view cocks and mm-hmm. when we look at this part of the body not as not as all of the horrible things that have happened because of it and not to deny that and not to you know this also I, I really see it within my own experience coming into a state of cock worship in general had to come after a, a big piece to getting there was dealing with so much trauma and so much mm-hmm. pain and so much resentment and anger. Mm-hmm. And, and when we shift, when we, when we start to, to, okay, I'm, I'm moving towards um, coming into right relationship with this being, with this energy, with cock energy, it involves, it doesn't mean I'm just worshiping it without thinking about all of the pain that I have. Part of that moving into worship is acknowledging the pain and working with it and working through it and being willing and, and dedicated to leaning in and saying, these are, these are things that have happened to me. These are ways that I have been hurt and I'm, and I'm choosing to do what I need to do in order to move towards a healthy, integrated relationship with healthy, integrated cocks. Yeah. Oh, the entire journey is so incredible. And also I, it gives me so much excitement because I know I've watched so many women and I've done it myself. I know you have, um, where we've written letters to our yonis and we've put our hands on her and said, asked for her wisdom and then, and then asked ourselves, like, what would life look like if I lived from this wisdom we've, um, experienced, you know, at the retreats, like other women, um, having reverence for each other. And so like to imagine that world, um, like, cause you see it all over Instagram. Maybe it's just the accounts I follow, but like, I see Yoni, the power of the Yoni, the wisdom of the Yoni, the Yoni is an Oracle, uh, Oracle. Like I see that all over Instagram and to be able to like, start to see that about the cock. Oh my God. 
like the power of that and, and the, all of the fallen sexuality that that would heal in the world too, if we started to see that as well as something to have reverence for. I'm curious when it comes to a woman worshiping um, her man's cop, like maybe having some sort of like little ritual or ceremony for him. um, Because I think that could be incredibly healing for both. Uh, But I can imagine how, um, intimidating that can be for a woman like to, mm-hmm. to feel like she needs to get it a certain way or like um yeah I'm curious if you have any tips for a woman listening that's like can feel the healing power of what that would hold for her and her partner yeah. but doesn't know maybe where to begin or like how to develop the confidence to like go ahead and do it <laughs> yeah absolutely so Within my own journey, I healed so much of my trauma <clears throat> just by shifting my relationship, my my the way that I was looking at Cox, right? Just mm-hmm. by um, shifting into a state of reverence. And what I would what I would say for a woman who wants to put this into practice, it comes from the inside. It's not about putting on a whole big ritual. Mm-hmm. It can be if that's your natural expression, mm-hmm. but it's like looking at your partner's cock and just feeling that reverence mm-hmm. and accessing that love for this for this part of your partner who can touch your deepest aspects, both physically and emotionally, and seeing this part of your partner that gives life, that gives nutrients, that is able to give pleasure that is able to give healing and just shifting the way that literally just the way that you're looking at it. And you can weave that into everything when he's getting changed, when he's get putting his, putting his clothes on in the morning, just looking at his cock with that reverence, yeah. looking at it with that love, with that appreciation, when you are giving him head, right? Coming with this, not this, I need to perform, but this just like, I love this. I love this part of you. I love you through this part of you so deeply, just weaving it into everything through every interaction with it. Even like meditating on and thinking about your partner's cock and just tapping into a sense of gratitude and reverence and, and exaltation for this incredible part. And again, like leaning into, well, is there fear? Is there resentment? Is there pain? And how can I how can I heal that? How can I work on that within myself mm-hmm. so that I can actually move towards that in every little moment, right? Again, it doesn't need to be a whole big show. It also sometimes a whole entire three hour cock, rich, cock worshiping ritual is so beautiful. Like, and you can do that. And that can be such a, an incredible way to express that worship, but it can also be in all the little all the little moments. And for me, worship is like a way of life. It's a way of doing Mm -hmm. everything. And so bringing it into every little moment, every single, you know, maybe you're like standing in the bathroom, brushing your teeth and he's peeing and you're just like, you know, letting yourself be overwhelmed with like the gratitude for this amazing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) beautiful, soft, incredible. In all its forms. In all its forms, in all its forms. Yeah. When it's soft, when it's hard, when it's peeing, when it's like, when it's like cold, when it's whatever. (laughs) Oh, that's the best answer because I was thinking about it as like, it needs to be a ritual or a ceremony. And, um, yeah, when you, when you talk about it as a way of life, I'm like, oh, wow, I am doing that. Like I am so in love with my partner's cock and I, 
I often don't even like when I'm in my meditation, I start worshiping it without even like (laughs) having to conjure that up. It happens naturally. And when I am um, going down on him, like everything in me feels like it's worshiping. Um, it feels like it's worshiping God and it's not, um, of course, like, you know, my mind goes to technique and what would feel good next, but not from a place of performance, but from a place of like giving, gifting him pleasure because I am in a state of worship. And so I love your, I love your answer so much because I'm like, Oh, okay, great. I'm doing that. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. I love that. And, and then, you know, and then you can have a, a ritual. You can have a ritual where you lie him out on the table with with candles all around and perfect music, and you spend an hour just treating him to sensation through this area of his body. And and mm-hmm. again, coming with that sense of reverence and gratitude and appreciation and love, mm-hmm. and and maybe you know, giving, working with your hands, working with your mouth, working even making love, but having the whole thing be with this the center point of of here's the intention and here is the focus being around worshiping his cock. And, yeah. and there's, yeah, there's so much beauty. And then, you know, the, the everyday worship and then those moments of like full on ritual ceremonial mm-hmm. worship as well. Yeah. And I imagine too, that like for a woman who feels nervous for the ritual or the ceremony, um, letting it come from that place of it's where you already live from. Yes. And it takes the pressure off. Cause you're just like, Oh, this is already, it's already coming natural for me. I already do this. It's, it's not much, it's not a huge jump from where I'm already, you know, practicing from. Yeah. Right. And, and letting it not, again, not be from, I need to make a show out of this, but Mm -hmm. rather how deeply can I tune into my love and reverence? Yeah. And then, and then whatever I do from there Mm -hmm. is, is, is showing that respect and that adoration in such Mm -hmm. a beautiful way. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So I have two more questions and then we'll jump into the lightning round. Um, the first one of the last two questions is, uh, you bring up pelvic floor exercises, um, in, in some of your posts. And so maybe if you could just give us an example of one and, uh, why they're beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. Pelvic floor exercises are really, really beneficial for everybody. Um, men, women, all genders. Um, and for men specifically, it can really help gain control over ejaculation, uh, bringing more awareness, more sensitivity, more powerful orgasms, right? That's for everybody. We can have way more powerful orgasms when we have some kind of, um, toned yet relaxed pelvic floor, Mm -hmm. um, ejaculatory or not. And it, it helps to bring awareness to that area of the body so you know where you're at and so that you can experience more of the sensations and you can have more stamina and delay ejaculation and strengthen your erection. Uh, but one of the one of the key things to mention here is that having a hypertense pelvic floor is not supportive of any of these things. And so mm-hmm. it's really important when we do pelvic floor exercises to make sure we're putting equal attention on the relaxation. Yeah. I know for myself, I have, I struggled in the past with a tight pelvic floor. And when I started doing, uh, pelvic floor exercises, I actually was creating more tension and mm-hmm. I needed to, for months and months, focus more and more on the relaxation before moving into any of the strengthening exercises, but in general strengthening and like toning and relaxing together are the best way to create this 
toned pelvic floor without having hypertension. Mm-hmm. And so I, I actually have a, a totally free training on pelvic floor exercises with guided practices and everything mm-hmm. uh, that if people want a, a full on uh, guided experience, they can, they can find that on my website, but just to give a really simple exercise to practice, um, doing, you can do like, even if you're even doing two minutes of this a couple times a week, it's really, really great to helping you to sort of isolate and locate these muscles and gain that awareness to find your pelvic floor muscles. And I'll get back to that in a second, but to squeeze for a few seconds and then relax for a few seconds, squeeze for a few seconds, relax for a few seconds. And then in between, uh, so maybe doing, uh, you can do like five to 10 of those to start with, and then doing a deep inhale and actually pushing out almost as though you were starting to pee, uh, mm-hmm. pushing out the pelvic floor muscles and expanding the whole pelvic floor as you inhale. And so you're almost like pushing down instead of squeezing in, and that can help with the relaxation a lot. Mm-hmm. And so for that, it's like a reverse Kegel to Mm -hmm. inhale and expand the pelvic floor and then exhale and feel everything soften and relax. Mm -hmm. And I also highly recommend people isolate the different areas of their pelvic floor. Mm -hmm. So uh, I know in, in the training that you and I have both done, there's this like, okay, squeeze right around the clitoris, then squeeze right Mm -hmm. around the entrance to the vagina. When I started that, I was like, there's one muscle. Like, I don't know. (laughs) And then within a couple of weeks, I was like, whoa, I can actually isolate these different areas and started to be able to, okay, I can squeeze around the entrance to the vagina, then halfway up and then up by the cervix. And that Mm -hmm. gives so much, uh, so much awareness and so much power to the orgasm. And it's the same Mm -hmm. for men. You can try like lifting your penis, which I'm sure almost every man has tried doing when you're hard, Mm -hmm. like lifting a towel up, um, Mm -hmm. utilizing that muscle, squeezing the muscle. That's just the muscle to start and stop peeing, uh, squeezing just the perineum, squeezing just the anus and really getting to know each of these. And one last thing I'll say around that is squeezing only at 30 to 50%, right? That uh, squeezing squeezing fully can lead to hypertension. And so you want to just squeeze at sort of 30 to 50% and you can build up over time to more of those, uh, to more more reps of them uh, Mm -hmm. or squeezing a little bit more firmly, but yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to squeeze too hard. And if someone's listening and doesn't know, like, I guess, how would someone know if they were having a um, tight pelvic floor or a contracted pelvic floor? It can be through uh, physical pain. Like sometimes you'll feel tension within the pelvic floor. Um, it, it can be challenging to define, is this a weak pelvic floor or a tight pelvic floor sometimes? Mm-hmm. Because um, if you are uh, let's say you're having, you're having trouble lasting as long as you want to. Sometimes that can be from having a really, really relaxed, like really soft without any tone pelvic floor. But often that can also be, I'm, you're squeezing your pelvic floor all the time. And then that energy has Mm -hmm. nowhere to go, but out. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, developing more presence and awareness will usually help you get a sense of, uh, am I, am I, tightening or am I super, super loose? Mm -hmm. Um, but, and that's why it's really helpful to do both the softening and the toning because often people have a tense pelvic floor, but a weak pelvic floor. Mm -hmm. And so it's, 
and I know that was, that was the case for me. It was like, I didn't have a lot of muscle control in the area, but everything was always sort of like tightened up. So you can imagine Mm -hmm. that you have like tense shoulders that are actually weak as well. You don't want to overwork them, but you also don't want to just not work them at all. And so having that combination of strengthening, toning, but also relaxing can, can help a lot. And I think also intentionally softening the whole pelvis during lovemaking, during self-pleasure, intentionally softening everything, and then intentionally creating little pulses of the pelvic floor. Um, so that there's more, there's more of that intention and and awareness. Yeah. And I think about how it's connected to the jaw. So like, if you have a tight jaw, you probably also have a tight pelvic floor. Totally. I think, so I never thought of this before, but I can, you know, use a yoni egg with weights and do fine. It won't fall out, but I can't, like, I know most of my women friends can push the egg out themselves. I cannot push the egg out myself. Like it got one time my string came off and I couldn't get the egg out. And I was like, I was with some girlfriends in Greece and I was like, I'm going to have to have one of them help me. Cause like <laughs> it's way up in there and I can't get it out. And so that I, yeah, I'm curious, like my egg getting stuck and me not being able to push it out myself must, must mean one or the other as well. I'm guessing. That's a great question. I, I actually have the same experience. Um, oh. And, and I, I think I, don't know exactly what it would be a result of. I'm not sure if it would be like, maybe the entrance is more closed and the, it's, it's hard to say, Um, but that's a good, I'm going to think more about that. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So lastly, I'm curious, like as a sex coach, trying to think about how to even articulate this question. So um, as a sex coach, have you felt, I guess, pressure yourself to be a certain, show up a certain way sexually or be able to perform a certain way sexually or be able to like be at a certain place sexually? Like, I'm curious, like what's come alive for you there? How have you navigated it? Is there something that you're navigating currently with that? Yeah. Such a good question. I love that. I don't even know if anyone's ever asked me that. Really? <laughs> um, I, this is, yeah. So I've definitely had moments of like some issue coming up within my sexuality and I'm like, I'm a sex coach. I should have worked this out by now. Yeah. And for me, why I do this work is because I'm dedicated to it. Why mm-hmm. I do this work is because it's part of my life and because it's a continuous exploration and, and a continuous deepening into my own being. And this, I I see sexuality as like the perfect mirror for the rest of our lives. Like the ways that we show up in sex tends to reflect so accurately what's happening in so many areas of our life. And, and equally when we really, when we really dive into our sexuality, it tends to open up our lives in so many ways. And so Mm -hmm there have definitely been moments of me putting pressure on myself to have it figured out or to have done all the healing or whatever, because I'm in this line of work, but it's, it's this continuous reminder of I'm here because I'm in this process because I'm doing this work because I've seen how important this is not because I've figured it all out or because I have healed completely or because I always show up perfectly or because I never have insecurities anymore, but rather like I know the importance of this and I know how much it impacts my entire life when I decondition and de-shamify and 
heal and lean in again and again and again and come back to the things that I think I've worked through and like allow that to be a spiral where it's like, it doesn't mean I never, it's not linear. I don't like heal a thing and then it never comes back. It's like mm-hmm. the next time around, I'm closer in towards myself. Layer. If it's a spir- spiral, like moving in towards mm-hmm. my true being, it's like each time that something comes up, I approach it in a different way and I approach it with even more, um, with even more integrity, with even more self-knowing, with even more care and gentleness and forgiveness. And so it's this constant reminder for me, the, the, the way that I see it is like, because I'm a sex coach or because I'm teaching these things or because I'm dedicating my life to this, I need to show up every time it comes up. And that's the main thing. It doesn't mean it never comes up, that things never come up, insecurities, fears, pains, whatever. But Mm -hmm. I'm dedicated to using the tools over and over and like getting even more, even more in touch with myself each time and staying dedicated to showing up for it. And that's the way I need to show up is to just show up. Yeah, it can be, uh, I think that this could be somewhat triggering for some people, but like, I always say the way we have sex is how we live life. And the way we live life is how we have sex. Mm -hmm. So like when you think of it that way, it's really limitless on all that you can heal and experience. And I, I think for me, like if I'm struggling, like I may think that I'm a fully expressed woman, I have a podcast, I, I speak my truth, but like if in the bedroom I struggle to use my voice in any capacity, then like somehow that's still showing up in my life. And when I can like look at either angle, whether I approach it from my life or approach it in the bedroom, um, like you said, there's another layer healed. And I think um, for me, like my first, like the first little like uh, thought sometimes is like, what the fuck? Like I've already worked so hard on this and I'm a sex coach and I'm teaching people how to express and use sound for liberation. Like how am I struggling here with, with my own sound? Um, so I love your answer because it's really refreshing. Thank you. Yeah. And that makes you the perfect person to share that because you're working with it. You have the embodied experience of what it is to lean into it again and again and again. Yeah. And I, so I say the same thing with my, with, with, within my work of like how we show up to sex is how we show up to everything. And, and I know for myself, when I first started having the first time I had a a throat orgasm, uh, which was like also a whole cock worship experience and like learning to lean into the discomfort and then that like expanding into this incredible orgasmic experience that impacted I was I, all of a sudden I could sing in front of people all of a sudden I yeah. could I could share my truth in such a clearer way it really did something energetically and there's it's like this sex is this beautiful place for us to to free up so many areas of our life within within the body yeah and that makes me think too about how um when it comes to the throat you said throat gas I'm like honestly I feel like the like the cock is so healing for like opening up our throats as well. Like when we yeah. use it intentionally in that way, um, when we're, we're um, going down on a partner and like allowing it, like if we're holding that intention, you know, with, and we have that reverence and know the power of the cock and we're allowing it to like go into our throats. Like we can hold that intention as well and how powerful that could be. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole other podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a few short questions that I like to ask everyone who comes on the show. The first one is, if you could hug your younger self right now, what would you say? Oh. <laughs> if I could hug my younger self right now, what would I say? Mm. I do this a lot. <laughs> yeah. I spend a lot of time with her. I yeah. did it last night. Uh-huh. Um, Hmm. Oh, this is such a good one. <laughs> For me, there's like a what's coming up is this energetic. I'm like holding her and letting communicating to her safety in in like a playful way. It's almost like more of an energetic thing right now than than actual words, but just this like you're safe and like and it's fun. Mm. <laughs> this like combination of safety and fun yeah. and playfulness is is what I'm wanting to communicate to her right mm. now. I love that. Yeah. Oh, my, my, um, something I've dived into a lot is how my sexual trauma happened in my play place. Mm -hmm. And so it was really hard for me to feel that play was safe. And so bringing playfulness into my sexuality has been incredibly healing. Oh, beautiful. Being able to like, just even just laugh with a partner like during that. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. If you could have the whole world read one book, which would it be? (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh um hmm. I, I'm gonna say uh women's anatomy of arousal <laughs> it's so weird I heard that when I when I asked you the question I heard that answer yeah it's, so weird. <laughs> so it's, it's just uh yeah by Sherry Winston it's yeah. just so good so good and helped me understand so much about my body and if everyone read that I think there'd be a lot more understanding and sex in general would just be better across the globe. <laughs> yeah. And the hot tips for men that are at the end of each chapter helped me know what to ask for. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It was incredibly healing um, or incredibly helpful. Okay. If you could whisper one phrase, this is the last one. If you could whisper one phrase to everyone on the planet, what would it be? Hmm. These are good questions. Yeah. If I could whisper one phrase. The first thing that came is something along the lines of just like, you're doing a beautiful job. Mm. Like you fucking got this. <laughs> Everyone is. They're doing the best that they can. And that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. All right. Before I let you go, how can people connect with you? How can they work with you? How can they access those courses that you spoke about? Yeah. So you can find me at fabiennanique.com, which is F-A-B-I-E-N-N-E. A-N-N-I-C-K. Um, and my Instagram is the same at Fabiana Neek. Those are the best ways to find me. And I've got, uh, I've got courses. I've got a sexual self-mastery training, 12 week training for men. I've got a dating course for men mm-hmm. and uh, I have shorter offerings as well for, for men. I have the free pelvic floor training and, um, and an edging, shorter edging training. Um, so you can find all of those on there. And I also have a couple of offerings for women as well, mm-hmm. um, on some around sexuality, some around, uh, maintaining sovereignty and relationship. Mm-hmm. So all of those are up on my website and you can find me through Instagram and, uh, my email is the same fabiananeke at gmail.com. So feel free to reach out and, um, and I would love to connect to people. I love hearing people's questions and, um, yeah, those are, those are some of the best ways to, to find me. 
Perfect. And I'll put all of those in the show notes to make them easily accessible for everyone hearing them. Um, awesome. Thank you so much for your work. I know that we, we talked a lot about how incredibly healing diving into sexuality is and, and, um, having reverence for the cock and all of that. But like, we need people speaking about that and, and living it and and teaching it. So I'm so thankful, uh, that you're doing that. And I'm so thankful that I, I got to experience you in person in Costa Rica. I opened my time hop this morning and saw like, Oh, this is the first day of the treat last year. And man, it felt, it just brought so much gratitude, like into my body for that experience. And yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. It's been such a great conversation. I love your, your questions. They're so thoughtful and, Mm. um, and I really appreciate what you're doing and the way that you're expressing and your dedication to this work. So thank you so much. And thanks for having me on here. So great to see you. Thank you. All right, you guys. So we talked a bit about cock worship in this episode, so I won't go too much into it again um, on what that is or what it feels like for me. But I will say that over these last couple of months with this partner that is in front of me, I've just, the desire has really awoken within me and I've been really inspired um, just by the King in front of me that I, I, I want to worship him. I want his cock to feel worshiped. I want him to feel that I'm worshiping him on his throne and uh, worshiping God in him. And I, the desire in me is to specifically do it through his cock. And it's so crazy because I wanted to do it for his birthday a couple of months ago and didn't, you know, like I asked our guest today, I was like asking her like about the ritual side of things. And it really is a way of life. It's, it's how we love our partners. It's how we adore them, um, in the mundane moments and, uh, when the cock is in all of its forms. However, I was still like really praying and calling in uh, a program that would, that where I would really feel like I understood, um, the deeper aspects of this practice. And, uh, I've been, you know, talking to you guys about wands for a while, for years. Uh, they're my favorite altar tools. Well, they came out with a course specifically for cock worship and it's, uh, it's a three month course, but like it's self-paced. And if I'm not going to read the link out to you guys because it's very long and complicated, but it's in the show notes. And if you use that, you'll get 50% off. That's a huge, uh, discount. And I don't, I don't know how long that code is going to be active um, for 50% off. If you jump on there and it's only 10% off, then it's changed. I don't know when you're listening to this episode, but um, use the link and you'll get some sort of discount. Um, And I'll get a small percentage. So it's also a way you can support me in this show. So I'm really thankful, but I'm actually taking the course and I'm really, really, really excited. I'm excited for me. I'm excited for my partner. Uh, From what I can see, um, I've just begun it, but from what I can see, we learn how to worship our partner's cock while simultaneously feeling met in our own deepest longings. And then we embody that devotion that awakens his depth. And uh, he feels worshiped by us while feeling um, really immersed in our pleasure as well at the same time, because we're actually enjoying it. And uh, it's just nourishing to him. And he feels appreciated for his masculine gifts. And there's just so much healing, y'all. There's so much healing, uh, not only for us in this, but for our partners. And, you know, I've, I'm not going to go into it because we already talked about it with the guests, but um, 
I'm really, really excited. So use the link um, in the show notes and uh, yeah, reach out to me on Instagram and tell me if you're doing it because I'm doing it. And like, how freaking cool is this that this course exists, y'all? Like this was, it's still taboo. Like if I'm posting this on Instagram, I know people are gonna like say some things, but like, I don't know that this course would have even existed 10 years ago. I am stoked that this course exists. I, I'm just, thank God. Thank God. All right, you guys. Hmm. That, uh, that conversation was really electrifying for me. It really, I felt so much in my body. Um, there's so much aliveness, so much juiciness because it's, it's the stuff that really excites me. Like, not only <clears throat> how much is there and available to us in our sexuality, but like the fact that we can um, gift that to our partner and like offer that to our partner through allowing them to feel worshipped by us um, when we when we're intimate with them. It's all really beautiful. So, um, and I like I like I said before, like it's just beautiful to be able to sit with her because what I, what I saw in her in Costa Rica, um, I was so drawn to it. And I thought about it many times after the retreat. So really beautiful to have her on and share her here today. I will thank the affiliates. Um, you can find all of my courses, sign up for my newsletter at jadebryce.com, sorry, jade-bryce.com. You can access all of the Gene Keys courses, uh, through the link in my, in the show notes right underneath um, the show description, there's a bunch of affiliate links. It's the second link and gene keys is incredible for diving deeper into ourselves when it, um, you know, it's like a, an inner GPS system, but we can dive into like prosperity or our triggers in love or, um, uh, there's so many different, the one that's linked in the show notes will take you into how to use your dreams for, um, wisdom for enlightenment. But, uh, if you use that link to click on any of the other courses, then I will still get a small cut. And that means so much. So, uh, there's that. And then all pleasure wands and yoni eggs at wands, W-A-A-N-D-S.com code Jade for a discount. That's where I get my yoni eggs and my, my cervical wand, my pleasure wand. I used them right before this podcast. And, um, it was, uh, you know, I had a lot of questions swirling around in my mind and I can just, I can go lay at my altar and I can speak those questions into my, into my pleasure tools and to my God, my guides and then lay there and, and, uh, through my pleasure practice receive so much comfort, so much peace and so many answers as well, because I'm connected to like my innermost truth in those places of pleasure and peace. And then all things infrared at higher dose code Jade75 for $75 off. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and being on this journey with me. It would mean so much to me if you would leave a review or share an episode with a friend. You can also join me on Instagram at Untamed and Unashamed Podcast. As always, be a light, stay open, and remember, you belong here. But we got what it takes for the cycle to break. Revolution. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.